the reaction show for week one of the NFL season. We are back. That's right. We got Rodley with us. We got a great slate of 16 games. How you doing, Rodley? I'm doing great, man. What a great day, man. Absolutely. Football season started. I don't want to talk about my squad, but generally speaking, there was a lot of talent, a lot of beautiful plays, a lot of surprises. Lots of surprises. We're going to get to your team eventually. We're going to start with another team in your division that's going to give you a lot of issues here. The Detroit Lions defeating the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night, beating the Super Bowl champions 21-20. What an upset in this one. Of course, the Chiefs were missing Travis Kelsey. They were missing Chris Jones. Um, And the receiving court doesn't look like what it used to be. Uh, Of course, uh, Kadarius Toney famously dropped a bunch of passes in this one. Kind of cost them the game. Um, Pacheco didn't do that well. Uh, David Montgomery was the bell cow in this one and took over for Jameer Gibbs, who I thought was going to you know, be getting all the carries here. Amon Ross St. Brown, six catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, they got him involved in the game. This was just a, you know, Aiden Hutchinson really is starting to show out in his second year with the Lions here with three QB hits. Just an all-around good performance from the Lions here, who ended last season on a really good note, defeating the Packers, didn't make the playoffs, but they look primed to be a great team this year. What do you think of this one, man? You're going to be seeing the Lions in your division. What do you think of What do you think of the Lions? Are they for real? I will never in my entire life worry about the Lions. <laughs> They're the Lions. When they had Stafford and Megatron, they were trash. It's just it's the first game of the season. Nerves are high. The best player on the Kansas City Chiefs is out. These things happen. First of all, I wouldn't call David David Montgomery. He had 74 yards and one touchdown. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about like he had like a Christian McCaffrey type game. Who we're going to talk about a little bit later. Oh, we're like, definitely going to talk about him. And who are these other bums? You mentioned a bunch of nobodies except for Hutchinson. <laughs> Well, what I was saying is, I thought Jameer Gibbs was going to get the majority of the carries, but he only got seven carries for 42 yards. David yeah, Montgomery, have, they gave him 21 carries. Do we have the, the data on that? Why, is it, why did that happen? Well, I, I have uh, ESPN up here. I guess maybe you can't see it, but I'm showing screen and screen here, picture and picture. So everyone that's, that's watching this is, is able to see here the stats, the breakdown. So uh, David Montgomery got three-fourths of the, the carries here. Jameer Gibbs, their, their first-round pick only got seven carries, so... That was it feels like a more of like it's a first game. Let's let's get him. It's, I feel the same way about Bijan, who we're gonna talk about a little bit later. Oh my days! Am I worried about that guy? But you know, <laughs> you gotta like you gotta you gotta let him get used to it. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, opening day jitters. The first game of the season uh, on Thursday night. Uh, maybe this is just getting the jitters out of the way. As a Seahawks supporter, I am a little worried that the Lions might be for real because they're playing the Seahawks next week. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the next game. nothing to worry about, my friend. This is the Lions we're talking about. <laughs> I know. But, bro, I, they've been looking good lately, man. I mean, they helped my Seahawks get into the playoffs last season by defeating the Packers at Lambeau the last week of the season. So they might be for real. Dan Campbell, we'll see. But we'll, we'll, move, see. we'll move on. Actually, we got OY on the call here. Let's bring him in. All right, we got OY What's here. Oh, Eating snacks, it seems. How you doing, OY? Can you see me now? Are you in a hotel room? Yeah, we can see I you. I man. Like, uh, I, I have a 
work conference going on, so I'm in a hotel room right now. Nice. All right. I like it. I like Let's it. Let's get started. Nice. Bro, why are you hitting on my Why are you hitting on my Yahoo scoring, bro? <laughs> First of all, we've already started talking about the game, so we'll we'll keep this conversation till the end. <laughs> okay. 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 But there's a lot to hate. Yahoo, a very controversial platform, but I think it's better than Sleeper. Maybe that's a controversial take. But we're moving on now. We just talked about the first game. We're moving on to the second game here. C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans being beat by the Baltimore Ravens 25-9. to About the only team that would be able to, uh, uh, you know, the, the Ravens could beat on this day where Lamar Jackson was sloppy, of course. Uh, two fumbles, uh, lost one of the fumbles. Uh, Zay Flowers pretty much carried this team. He has a godsend for this team. Nine catches for 78 yards. Um, CJ Stroud just had an okay day. He found Nico Collins a bunch in this one. Um, what did you guys see? What did you guys see in this one? I thought it was kind of a ho hum game. What did you what, what did you think of this game? I see the the relentless hate that you have for Lamar Jackson. You, you're sure he maybe he didn't have a great game, but they won. They did win. What do you want from? What do you want from this guy? The, the point is to win the game. That's true. He barely so won. Why are you hating? Yeah, I mean, he, he 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 beat a rookie quarterback, so to me, it wasn't that impressive. Hitting plays, not a lot of touchdowns. I, I don't think the Houston Texans didn't even score a touchdown in this game. Yeah, no, it was it was ugly. It was ugly, and it was pretty much Justice Hill two touchdowns, J.K. Dobbins one touchdown, who is now out for the season. J.K. Dobbins, I mean. Poor guy. This guy's completely injury prone. Um, it was Odell, tough. It was tough to see. Beautiful catch, though. Did you see that catch? Odell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of his two catches. Two catches for thirty-seven <laughs> yards. You know. You know. The thing is, you should be used to really him only getting two catches uh, because really the receivers aren't going to get much. Receivers totaled five catches in this game, uh, other than Zay Flowers, who got the nine catches. Who really? I mean, they're getting him the ball. The same way they get the tight ends the ball, which is like really close to the line of scrimmage, and then Zay Flowers did the rest of the work. No. Yeah, not not much of a not much of a game here for me. Yeah. What do you have to say? Oh, why? Yeah, I think I agree with you guys. Um, and it kind of goes to a more general point. I think like week one, at least like the one like the early slot, like the games are pretty lame honestly um and i think i think it might be like this was basically like a week four of the preseason i think is what we kind of saw um so i would agree with you guys i think this 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 game was a little lackluster i never really thought houston was gonna win this game anyway um so i'm not surprised by that i do i do agree with you that i think zay flowers is is a beast uh i think he might be like he, he might contend for that Rookie of the Year award. Let's just say that. And that that division is going to be interesting, man, because, like, uh, he, he might give, you know, Lamar and another weapon to kind of, you know, help that offense a little bit. So we'll yeah. see what happens. A badly needed weapon for Lamar to make him look serviceable. The only thing that stood out to me with the Texans here is the connection between C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. But let's move on to a better game here. And a very surprising game as well, which was the Cleveland Browns defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 24-3. to I don't think any of us saw this coming. I mean, Joe Burrow injured most of the preseason, you know, was 
just now getting his his contract. So uh, maybe they were out of sync, but uh, this was, I mean, his stat line here, 14 for 31, 82 yards. That was Joe Burrow's stat line. He looked pretty yeah, bad. If you even watch, he just looked bad. Yeah. He looked like frazzled, throwing the ball everywhere. However, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Browns are good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I there, there's no... there's no. Good this year. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's no shame in saying that. I mean, I thought Deshaun Watson looked look serviceable. Nick Chubb is a great running back, 18 carries, 106 yards. And... Um, he spread the ball around pretty well, too. Amari Cooper, 3 for 37. Elijah Moore, 3 for 43. I mean, he spread the ball out to, to everybody in this one. I mean, everyone on that team got a catch in this one. And so, he ran for a touchdown, too. A nice run, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a 25-yard touchdown. Honestly, it looks like he's shaping in the form. And uh, Miles Garrett on defense. Four QB hits and the game-clinching sack. And Zadarius Smith, also four QB hits. That Cleveland Brown defense also looks legit. Would you agree or not? Yeah, no, I, I, I actually thought that the Browns could be a good, uh, sneaky, like, wildcard team. Because uh, they have weapons. If, if Watson can kind of, I guess, I don't know, like, shake off, like, that rust that he had being away for so long. Um they have the defense, right? They have the pieces on defense. So, yeah, I think they can be a scary wildcard team. I, or a sneaky wildcard team. I don't think they're scary. Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into how Joe Burrow looked this game, though. Uh, remember, he didn't play all preseason. I don't even think he practiced that much because uh, of an injury. So, I think a lot of it was rust and lack of playing time. Also, like, the weather, right? It was like... Raining like crazy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So he had a, he, he definitely had a horrible game. Like it was not a good game, but I, wow. I wouldn't expect it to carry over too much. I don't know. Yeah. You know, week one is one of those weeks where you can rationalize it if your team does badly that this is just the first game and they have first game jitters and it's an it's an anomaly. Or if your team does well, like like uh, like, like like the Cowboys in, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Maybe that's you know something. Look at that smirk. I don't know why you see that that's smirk. something good for the future. Oh what a game! What a game! Well, speaking <laughs> speaking of shocks and speaking of our teams here, we're going to move on now to another shocking result here. And I'm sorry to to say it: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming out of nowhere to beat the Minnesota Vikings in 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, who I thought couldn't lose at 1 p.m., but he lost <laughs> in this one, 20 to 17. What do you have to say for yourself and your Vikings? We were so annoying this game, okay? We had four turnovers in the first half of this game. And they were, most of them were in the red zone. Kirk Cousins is the most annoying quarterback I've ever had. He does so good, and then all of a sudden, he throws a pick. When, like, you're getting close, bro. He can't, he's just, he's like a 95% guy. That last 5% missing. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson, oh my God. I think this guy is like Randy Moss' reincarnation. He's so good. I think he's he's finally like on another echelon. I don't care what you guys say. Whatever his name is, the guy with the bangles is not even close. He's so good. 
But you, you're not going to win the game with four turnovers in the first half. That's all. It was the most annoying thing I've ever seen. And uh, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson, like you mentioned, he had a tremendous game in the first half. I think he had like 130 yards in the first half, and then he only got 20 more in the second. So he ended up with nine catches, 150 yards. And he was really all the Vikings had in this one. Jordan Addison actually did catch a touchdown. He had four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. It was good. It was good. Uh, Madison didn't do anything. He is, he is not great. He had 11 uh, carries for for 34 yards, and um, tough game all around for the, the the Vikings in this one. And I was impressed by how Baker Mayfield kind of moved this uh, offense for uh, the Bucks, uh, hooking up with Mike Evans for a touchdown, um, hooking up with uh, Trey Palmer and. You know, syncing up with, with, with Chris Godwin as well. You know, between uh, Evans and Godwin, uh, 11 receptions between the two. Uh, Rashad White, of course, is terrible. I think uh, the running game is going to suffer. But what I saw from Baker Mayfield, and he knows where his bread is buttered, and that is with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they got it done. I, I was surprised. Um, like you said, Kirk, Kirk Cousins lost two fumbles. Um, Devin White had a hell of a game. And what? And threw a pick. Very crucial pick, second half. Yeah. We're in the 20 yard line. We're about to score, take the lead. Yeah. And if we missed it, we could have kicked the field goal, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the year where um, he's, he's Kirk Cousins in the 1 p.m. slot, and then he's Kirk Manning in, like, you know, that primetime slot. So maybe. I don't, want a guy, what would you, I don't want a guy like that on my team. I want a guy that's always. What the hell is this? philosophy that you have <laughs> um, it's not my philosophy it's just an observation um no Get man, rid of him, man. <laughs> um, and then, by the way the highest paid tight end in the league is a minnesota viking did you guys know that of course no it just happened yeah well actually he had eight catches but for 35 yards so that's 4.4 yards per catch so yeah, that's called that's called oh we paid him money let's throw him the ball yeah that's what that's called I guess he is he is terrible at yards after the catch I mean this is this is horrible four point four yards per catch jeez I, I I need to go back and watch that because I thought that's something that he's actually good at um, so I don't know maybe it was just his game I'm just yeah. mad I'm emotional this is my squad yeah we we blew it. But it is interesting what Oi said. Maybe this is the year that he becomes amazing in prime time and terrible at 1 p.m. That would be kind of an interesting turn of events. But we'll move on to the next game here, which is the Saints defeating the Titans 16-15 to in a battle that saw two, uh, well, I think mediocre quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill looked actually really bad in this game through three interceptions. Um... DeAndre Hopkins was just okay, seven catches, 65 yards. Uh, but the star of this game, uh, Rodi, I want you to go ahead and say his name. Rashid Shahid. Rashid scoring the only touchdown in this game. Um, he had 89 yards on five receptions. And not only that, but he also had, he's also their kick returner and their punt returner. So he had. Five return, kick returns for 110 yards and two punt returns as well, but he was he was the guy that won this game for him. Uh, you know, essentially 
I mean, Chris Olave, also eight catches, 112 yards. But uh, Rashid Shaheed, the second leading receiver, he was the winner of this, uh, of this game. He was the player of the game. What a legend, man. Absolutely. Love this guy. And, uh, uh, wait, I wanted to say something. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Can we talk about Ryan Tannehill for a little bit? Three interceptions. Yeah, but just his entire existence. <laughs> this yeah. guy has been scamming the NFL for the past six, seven years. Mm-hmm. He's been a starter, by the way, for a long time, for a lot of teams. Yeah. And he's always been bad. Yeah. Well, one good year, I remember, I think with Miami. And he's been riding off of that for the last six years or so. I mean, the reason why he has a job is because he has Malik Willis and uh, uh, Will Levis behind him, who are much worse. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's been able to sneak his way into teams with even worse QBs. Yeah. So that he looks really good. So yeah. That's like a good strategy. It is. You know, yeah. bring somebody into a quarterback contract. Yeah. He looks like um, he looks like somebody that knocks on your door to tell you, "Hey, can we clean your windows?" I don't know why, but he just feels that way. Well, after this game, man, that, that might be his next job. Honestly, <laughs> did it? Did it? Carr have like two picks too? He had one pick, one TD, one pick. Uh, I wish Knife was here for this. Yeah, because I know he had some was in this game. Yeah, Derek Carr is okay, man. I don't know why he hates him so much. He's not that bad. He's I. Yeah. Good. yeah, dude, he had 305 yards, he threw a touchdown. Yeah. I think he's he is at least league average. What do you think, O.Y.? Yeah, I think he's somewhere between, like, if I had to put a number on it, somewhere between, like, 15 and, like, 20. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll move on to the next game here, which is uh, a game that confirmed my priors and uh, that uh, Raleigh kind of brought up at the beginning here which is the, the Falcons defeating the Carolina Panthers 24-10. to And we got a heavy, heavy dose of our boy, Tyler El-Jazair, 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns, and three catches for 19 yards. Bijan was active early, but then we didn't see him much later in the game. And there was a guy that I don't even know played in this game at all. Uh, named Drake London. Are you guys aware of a guy named Drake London? Because I didn't see him in this one. Yeah, he had zero receptions, zero yards. Not his fault, though, man. Not his fault. His quarterback threw it to him, like, once. And I think uh, Kyle Pitts only had, like, one or two targets, too. So, sums up. Like, it's either the head coach or the quarterback or something. Because they have a lot of weapons, and they don't seem to be utilizing them really well. Uh, but having said that, it's hilarious that they won, <laughs> right? Like, they still won this game. Uh, so Atlanta, like, if they – I feel like – and I've felt like this before the year. If they, like, use these weapons, I think they can be, like, not, like, a serious playoff team, just, like, a team that can surprise you maybe, you know, maybe win, like, six, seven, eight games or something like that. Yeah, uh, Bijan, I think, is going to be a problem in the NFL. Algier, yes, he had mm. to. He had a great game, Algier, mm. statistically speaking. Mm. But Bijan, if you if you watch what he did when he had the ball, except for one loss, he looked insane. Like he looked like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say it. I think that Desmond Ritter is gonna be a good quarterback. 
Based on what? I just watched one game and I made my decision. Really? Yeah. Because basically he got the ball to Kyle Pitts twice, uh, Bijan six times, Tyler Argio, Algier three times. He, he threw the ball to himself once for negative six yards. And <laughs> the only receiver that got catches in this game was Mac Hollins. That's it. He, Is it because he has the look? Does he have the look? No, 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 no. He doesn't have, actually, his name is dumb. And, and, and this is against all odds because his name is not worth his money. The Riddler. But the way he throws the ball, he throws it very nice. It's very soft, though. Did you, did you, do you acknowledge that? He, he, he doesn't put a lot of pace on his ball. But it's not Chad Pennington soft. It's a little harder. Maybe. Well, you know what? Maybe they can find their number one damn receiver for at least one catch. I mean, but you know what? You know, you know, Arthur Smith said, and Arthur Smith is just such a weird coach. He said he's not going to force feed his his receiver if the run game is working. So, you know, if you're going to telegraph it in this way, if you have Algier and Bijan Robinson, then I guess it's just like try and stop us, and that's what he's going to do. On defense here, the Falcons. Uh, Jesse Bates was was the the king of this game for them. He had two interceptions. He had t- uh, ten uh, total tackles, two passes defense. Um, and on the other side, we'll just you know say one thing about the Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young didn't look as bad as I thought he would look. He did have two picks. He did throw a, a touchdown no to Hayden Hurst, and he looked pretty good out there. He looked pretty comfortable, and he looked like he he has some potential to to come in his come into his own eventually. Who's there? I don't, bro. Who's there? Um, Where are the receivers? I don't even know. Yeah, they struggle. I mean, they're they're leading catchers on this game. Where Hayden Hurst with five catches, Miles Sanders with with four, Terrence Marshall had two. Jonathan Mingo with two, Adam Thielen with two. Shout out to uh, to Rodi and his Vikings, Lavisca Chenault. They don't they don't have any. I mean, it's going to be Hayden Hurst leading them with with receptions. I think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah, th- th- them are the Cardinals possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Sanders, eighteen carries, seventy two yards. He was okay. Chuba Hubbard, nine carries for sixty yards. But anyway, uh, the, the the Falcons were the story of this game. I, I like the fact that they got Algier involved. I'm a big fan of Algier. But we'll move on to the next game in this one, which was the Jaguars defeating the Colts 31-21. to uh, I thought uh, Anthony Richardson showed some good things in this one until he got injured, uh, you know, hooking up with Michael Pittman. He also knows where his, his bread is buttered with that number one uh, receiver. But uh, the story of this one to me was how Calvin Ridley looked coming back from uh, his uh, suspension. Eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. What did you guys think of this one? Man, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is really starting to get as good as I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. They look like a force out there. They look actually really good. E- this ETN guy, I know he's, he was there last year, but I pronounced his name Etienne. Mm-hmm. And now I pronounce it ETN. So now he's going to be good. Now that I pronounce his name properly. There you go. This guy is going to be a very good player. I think they're going to be a solid team defensively, offensively. But Trevor, to me, I know you're saying Ridley is the story, but to me, Trevor Lawrence, who was supposed to be the next greatest thing, was pretty bad his first year. We gave it to him. His second year, okay. I think he's gonna. He's finally coming into um, into his role, and he looked good. Yeah, he looks really good out there. Uh, but, but in terms of the Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. Man, mm-hmm. he's a beast, man. He's what a beast. A beast. Yeah. Absolutely. He had a chance to, to actually, I think, maybe win the game uh, late. I think he, there, there was a connection that was missed between those two. But, yeah, he had a tremendous game. Uh, Josh Allen on the Jaguars defense had three sacks. That was really big for them. Uh, there was a very weird play, actually, that kept this game close 
where I think the the Jaguars thought it was an incompletion, but Tank Bigsby kind of uh, like held the ball, thought the play was over, and then they knocked it out of Tank Bigsby's hand and went and scored a touchdown. Uh, very bizarre, very bizarre. The Colts don't have a running back. I mean, uh, Deion uh, Jackson, look at this line, 13 carries for 14 yards and two lost fumbles. Oof. Oh, why would you think of this one? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, Indy kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I thought that this division was just like, you know, runaway Jack is going to win this. And I, I still think they're going to win it uh, for some of the reasons that Roddy already talked about, like with Lawrence and Ridley in that offense. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Richardson did look good. He looked like, don't, I'm not, don't take this to the bank or anything, but like he looked like a young Cam Newton with like how he ran, right? Like a big, strong guy, mm. like running. Um, and yeah, I've always been a fan of Michael Pittman's man. I, I feel like people forgot last year because he didn't have a quarterback. So, you know, he wasn't really able to do much, but he was a beast this, this game. And, you know, it kind of shows who, like what kind of player he can be. Uh, I, I think they have a legitimate shy of being the second best team in that division. If, if Richardson can be a decent, like, rookie, right? If he can have a decent rookie season, I think they can be the second best team in that division this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on record saying I think Anthony Richardson is going to be the best of the three rookie quarterbacks. I think he throw, he, he showed a lot of potential in this game, both both as a runner and a passer. But we're going to move on to the bludgeoning now, and I wish Sherry was on the call so he could continue to hammer uh, his, uh, his, his team here. The San Francisco 49ers uh, just pummeling just destroying the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7. to And uh, Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, this team looks dangerous, fellas. Yeah. Um, I So I'm not like – I'm still not like 100% sold on Purdy, but he looked good this game. Like he played really well. He made good throws. And like the 49ers just look – crisp man like they looked like a well-oiled machine right like, mm-hmm. their offense was on point their defense was on point um the running back or, or the running game in general right christian mccaffrey was a beast this game uh i think bosa coming back probably gave them like a lift right that's what like all the players said he came back like two days before. so yeah i think like of all the games even like the Dallas game that we'll talk about. I think that the 49ers looked like the most clean, right? In terms of like how they played on both sides. Like they were just so crisp. So that's like my big takeaway uh, from this game. I would hold off on that. Oh, why? Yes, they looked incredible. Everything you said is true. They do look like a well-oiled machine. They play clean. Everything is on point. However, to me, this is a story of the breaking apart, the falling apart, the destruction of the Pittsburgh Steelers and their coach. And Amen. I think it's time to get rid of this guy. Think Mike Tomlin, it's done, baby. That's it. Oh, you think this? You think this is Tomlin? Worse. You think? Am I, am I not the only one that's seeing this? They keep getting worse every year, not better, but worse. Man, I just, I just hate to, to affirm what Sherry has been saying that this was all because of Mike Tomlin. I mean, really, this this team. I think so too. There, there was so much of just you know, Kenny Pickett praise over the off season after he was like so mediocre last year. No. Kenny Pickett is not a good quarterback. He threw one no, touchdown, two interceptions. Um, and he's better than me, but that's not saying much. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think probably probably 
every NFL quarterback is like 10 times better than all of us. Uh, Najee Harris, I don't think is a good running back either. Six carries, 31 yards. I think Jalen Warren is the better running back. I think they should give him more play. But Allen Robinson, resurgence in this one. Five catches for 64 yards. Uh, That's looks, the resurgence? That's how bad this team is. Right, right. Deontay Johnson looks like he got injured. Uh, George Pickens, they don't give him the ball enough. He only had five catches bowling for 36 yards. Uh, TJ Watt, I will give credit to him. He wrecked this game. He had three sacks, a tackle for loss, five QB hits, and a pass deflection. He was everywhere. Uh, if you had him in fantasy, uh, IDP, of course, Nayef knows. He got him like 50 points. It was like It was insane. But um, this is uh, a tale of two teams going in different directions. As a Seahawks supporter, I'm very scared of the, of the Niners and the Steelers here. I think that they are they're fluff, honestly. I don't think Pickett's that great. I don't think their running game is that great. And they're going to have to rely on really just T.J. Watt. This team needs a full rebuild from the ground up. Yeah. Everybody here, I'm telling you from now, everybody on the Steelers is not going to be in the NFL. In the next two to three years. Wow. Okay, that's that's, <laughs> I don't know that's, that, that's the ruddy hyperbole we, 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 we love and we come to expect from week to week here. We're going to move on to another game of two of maybe the worst teams in the league. I thought Washington was going to look a lot better. They barely eke past the Cardinals here, 20-16, to 16, in a game that the Cardinals easily could have won. And, you know, this one was... This one was ugly all around. I mean, I, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. Jonathan Allen had uh, three QB hits. He had a sack. Uh, Montez Sweat, a sack and a half. Um, do you guys have any comments on this one? This was kind of a ho-hum game that the Washington Commanders just survived. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, this was a really tough game to watch, actually. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't watch a lot of it. But I'll just say this. So my... Um... My, my preseason prediction or what I, like my forecast, whatever, was I actually thought that the Commanders could be the third best team in that division or in, in, the, in our division. Like, I actually thought that if some of the pieces fell right for them, that they could be better than the Giants, to be honest with you. But it also depended on... Chase Young, who got hurt again, right? Was hurt. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I agree with you. They survived this game, and I picked them in survival. So <laughs> I was definitely nervous for a while. So I don't know how they, you know, they came back and like they won, but uh, not much to kind of, I guess, uh, to build on. I guess they're just looking at this as like the first win of like this new era, and I guess they have that. Yeah. Um, you know, this game was actually very inspirational for me. Why? It inspired me to start a new segment that I'd like to pitch to you guys from yes. week to week. Yes. The segment is called The Who Cares Game of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> and this game is this week's Who Cares. None of these teams matter. None of these players matter. Yeah. Let's just move on to the next one, man. Absolutely. Amen. I can't wait to move on. We'll, get, we'll move on to another game here that was just only slightly better, in my opinion, in this one. The Raiders defeating the Broncos 17-16. to um, I thought, you know, uh, my old Seahawk, Russell Wilson, definitely looked better in this game than in previous years. Uh, or uh, Than last year, had two touchdowns, zero interceptions. We're not used to seeing him not throw interceptions these days. Um, spread the ball around, you know, a lot. No, none of his receivers got more than 40 yards. Uh, Samaj Piran was the leading receiver. Jamonte Williams didn't look that great. 
Uh, but he, he finally is getting a connection with Cortland Sutton, who is his best receiver, which I like to see. There was also a guy named Lil Jordan Humphrey that caught a, a touchdown in this one. That is one of the most unique names I've ever seen. Uh, but one of the stories in this one was Jacoby Myers, the new Raider. Nine catches, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. And uh, I thought the Raiders looked just slightly better than the Broncos. Yeah, man, for me, this is like, these two teams are like both going to barely hang on towards the end of the season. They're either going to barely miss the playoffs or barely make the playoffs. They're not bad enough to be horrible, but I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Like 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, and nine type teams. Other than their quarterbacks, which I think are decent, I would put them in the... I'd put them in the top 15, but nothing above, t- but in between 15 and 10, both of these QBs. But they're both lacking on offense, tremendously lacking on offense. And yep. their defenses are mediocre at best. And um, if you if you look at the score of this game, it's a perfect reflection of all the talent that's on the squad. QBs did well, everybody else did pretty much did average or terrible. Except for the two TDs, but you know, whatever. So, you know, when I, um, I'm, so when I got, like, the, those messages, I was, I was surprised onside, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I was not surprised. I was like, this is the most Sean Payton thing ever to do like a surprise onside on like the first kick. So to me, like, the, the thing I was looking at was him kind of like leaving his thumbprint on this team, right? And I think that's what I'm going to want to see moving forward because I do think he'll kind of get Russell to play a lot better than he was last year. We already, like you said, we already saw a little bit of it. I actually think, to be honest, I actually think the Broncos are better than the Raiders. Like, I think they're a better team. I think they just lost this game. The mm. problem for the Broncos is that they're going to have to deal with all those preseason injuries that they had. Yeah. Uh, and I think trying to overcome that, I think, might might be a problem for them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe they look better when, if Jerry Judy comes back, when he comes back. Um, Patrick Sertan had three pass deflections in this game. He has a bright spot for the Broncos. But other than that, I think that th- these are two teams that are going to end up uh, being at the at the bottom at the uh, uh, of the oh. NFC West. As, as we uh, welcome in, if I can find a way to get him in here. Uh, dismiss. Uh, let me see. All right. <laughs> Look who's here, man. Who is it? What's, What's up, guys? What's up, man? How long have you been a barista for? About <laughs> <laughs> three years and five months, man. Nice. Welcome. Welcome, man. We're, 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 we're about to jump into the most exciting game of the week, which was the Miami Dolphins defeating the Los Angeles Chargers 36-34. to uh, this was an incredible high-paced game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. Tua had 466 yards and three touchdowns. Um, this was a back-and-forth game. Justin Herbert only threw for a touchdown, but it was it was the Chargers' running game that really led them. Eckler, 117 yards and a touchdown. Josh Kelly, uh, 91 yards and a touchdown. And Herbert ran for a touchdown. This was a, a freaking track meet. And the game ended on uh, a sack by Vic Fangio's defense to seal the game for the Dolphins. What did y'all see in this one? NF, jump in. MMA, man. I think 
uh, this speaks volumes to the importance of MMA. I mean, Tua just went through the whole game without getting hurt. Yeah. MMA is the best sport on planet Earth. What, yeah. what more what? can you say? Yeah. What? I'm confused. Yeah, so he, tra- he really? trained I, MMA I, over the offseason in order to avoid concussions. So I guess it at least uh, one out of 17 games it worked. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I was talking on why before the season started, and I was telling him, I think these Dolphins are going to surprise everybody. I have them as one of the teams that are going to go really far this year. Barring injury. Barring injury. What's so, as long as that thing works, I think the Dolphins are going is really there, far. Is there, like, any science behind that, like, the MMA thing of concussions? I, I, I don't think so. That does I, I mean, maybe. If anything, maybe that would be like a more type of thing where he's fallen correctly. I don't know. No man, this guy is just this guy just wants clicks and views and look, it's working. He just wants people to talk about him. Yeah. Um, MMA hey, he played sport. a He did. Oh, hey, he was yeah. he was he was sensational. I think he had the best uh, QB performance in week one, right? Like I don't I even agree, yeah. close. Uh, mm-hmm. I you know I heard somebody say on one of these shows, uh, I think it was on Sports Center or something. I don't know. Uh, they said that the Dolphins look like the fastest offense that they've ever seen. I think that's probably hyperbole, but I do think that they're the fastest offense in the NFL right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like with those two receivers. And I think I already talked to Nyeth about this. I always thought, you know, Tyreek Hill was just like a fast guy, right? Like you just throw him deep and you're still, no, no, no. This guy can actually like run routes and play receiver. This and is dangerous. Yeah, six yards open every time. Or why? He's six yards open on like NFL cornerbacks. Yeah, I. I, 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 I at this point, at this point, I, I I agree. I do think he's the best receiver in the league. Well, second, no, 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 second no, no, best, no, no, second no, no, no. best. Slow down. I can't put him over just. I think, I, I think he's the best. Yo, I shut up, man! Just You're just a hater, bro. No, I think Justin Jefferson is number two for sure. No, he's not. He's not, he's not even close to Justin Jefferson. But you should, but you should, but, but Rodri, I, I would check out this game because also he caught a ball in the corner of an end zone, just I like, like a number one receiver. And it was like, it was incredible. It, he is more than just speed. He is catching ability. He is running. He is, he is oh, route running. He is great. Yes, but he yeah, he's yeah, burning them on routes. On like, on like, yeah. Yeah. And he, and, and you know, to, to, um, uh, Tyreek Hill has a better situation than, than um, than Justin Jefferson does, you know, with Jalen Waddle next to him, and he's just a great receiver. And Tua putting up these yards despite ten pass deflections by the Chargers in this one, including three by J.C. Jackson. So the Chargers are not a bad team, and they can absolutely contend for the best team in the in the NFC West along with the Chiefs. I think they looked really good as well. They did. Justin yeah. Herbert looks really good. Yeah. Keenan Allen still got it. I think he's, this is like, what is his 10th year or something? Yeah. Kellen Moore will be the downfall. I heard, we'll I heard, I heard Kellen Moore got cued again on third down. I need to go back and watch it. That's what I heard. He did. He did. He did. He did. Go back and watch it. He did. He reverted. Yeah. Well, and and another tragic Mike Williams injury in the first week of the season. This guy is just completely injury prone. We'll see if Quinton Johnson can kind of step up and, 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 um, you know, fill in for him. But we'll move on to another almost upset, and I'm sure you Cowboys fans would have loved to see this happen. Um, the Eagles barely hanging on against the Patriots 25-20 to after this game was 19 nothing to start the game. Uh, the Eagles uh, let the um, 
let, let, let their foot off the pedal, essentially, and almost let the Patriots all the way back, if not for uh, a guy, that a receiver on the Patriots who couldn't keep, keep his feet in bounds. Um, do you guys think that, that this was just like first game jitters for the Eagles, or are they going to be uh, struggling this year? I think it was 16 nothing at, at the first quarter. 16. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to tell, man. Like, I, I think, like, um, there have been some changes for Philly, right? It's you change both coordinators. They lost some players on defense. Uh, and Kobe Dean got hurt. I don't remember when exactly he got hurt, but he got hurt. Um, and I don't know. Like, I feel like I said this all last year. I said, like, 95% of their offense is, like, RPOs, right? And it's like, okay, like, how do you evolve now beyond that? And that's kind of like what I think they need to do, right? It's like you need to continue to evolve, like, that offense and the passing game. So that's going to be interesting, man. I, I think, like, um, on the other side, I think the Patriots are actually a decent team. I, I don't think they're a bad team at all. And I think, like, as the season goes on, I think they'll start to gel and they'll start to play better. Like, they had, like, remember, like, Zeke had a fumble, and I think they had, like, another pick, too, right? So, I think if they start playing cleaner, I, I, I think that, or if they did play cleaner, I think this game could have gone a different way. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the Eagles, man. Like, they're they're going to be good again. It's just yeah. the first game. And the Patriots, like like oh, I said, they're not bad. They're, they're well coached. They, they don't give up. But I wouldn't worry about the Eagles. I think they're going to be dominant. I yeah. think they're going to be better than the Cowboys. Really? This is bad, bad Eagles. Bad Eagles all the way. That, that middle of the defense was wide open. Hey, let me ask you a question. Was this not the best game for Matt Jones since his rookie year? For Matt yeah, Jones? That's not saying after, that. after the first quarter, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty damn good. And that middle of the, the, middle of the defense was wide open, man. Listen, guys, they lost some guys. Not, not only did they lose some coordinators, they lost some guys. I think this is bad Eagles more than it is the Patriots. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, but what's bad Eagles? I'm saying they're not Super Bowl, Super Bowl Eagles. Maybe they're divisional or NFC Championship Eagles. But it's definitely bad Eagles. Yeah. Well, t- Tom Brady was in attendance in this one, and they honored him at halftime. I, yeah. I don't know if he went in there and gave him a pep talk or – or what? But they were really inspired in the second half, and they they really almost won this game. This says to me a little bit about the Eagles: the fact that they let the Patriots back in. Um, the rushers in this game really surprised me. The leading rusher for the Eagles was Kenneth Gainwell with 54 yards, and the leading rusher for the Patriots was your boy uh, Ezekiel Elliott with 29 yards. Uh, I thought I thought that was that was very very surprised. He didn't lose a fumble, but um, this I thought this game was going to be a snoozer. It ended up being more competitive than I thought. So it'll be interesting to see where both of these teams go here. But we're going to move to another bit of a shocker in this one. It just seems to me that uh, the Packers can only find great quarterbacks for some reason. And um, Jordan Love, three touchdowns, zero interceptions in this one as they, as they crush the Bears 38-20. to 20. So I think this guy's going to be good, guys. Like, scary good. Bro, mm. I... So I told Nayef like a week before the season. So we were recording like uh, he, he did, and I did it. on my pod that unfortunately I screwed up the audio on. 
I've been there. I told Nive, I was like, bro, keep an eye on Jordan Love. Like, I have a feeling about this guy. And I think there's something to sitting, right, for one or two or three years and learning behind a quarterback, especially like a guy like Aaron Rodgers, right? I think that does wonders or it can do wonders. And I think he looked really good, man. Like, I'm not going to, like, rush to jump to conclusions and take it, like, super far. But That's my job, <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, I think he can be good. I definitely think he can be good. Um, on the other side, it's kind of, you know, disappointing that they didn't really get the ball to – the Bears didn't really get the ball to their weapons. Like, DJ Moore, I think, only had, like, two catches. Uh, you got to find a way to get him the ball, man. Like, I know, I know Jair Alexander was covering them, but it doesn't matter. You, you, you scheme up ways to get that guy open and get him the ball. He's your best player, so you got to get him the ball. So that's what I would say for that. Look, I agree. I, th- I, I, I know you don't want to jump. I'll jump. I think Jordan Love's going to be amazing, like one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the oh. next 10 years or so. He looked so – sometimes somebody just passes the eye test. I'm not going to talk about the Bears. The Bears, they should just change the name to the Bumps. They're trash. <laughs> and they're going to be trash for the rest of the year. I'm not worried about the Bears at all. The mm. Packers look like the good team. And Jordan Love, I don't want to play this guy, man. Yeah. It's I don't a- want, you know what I want? I want Aaron Rodgers to leave the Jets, come back to the Vikings next year. And we have a Brett Favre situation all over again. Really? Wow. With the Super Bowl. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to what happened to Aaron Rodgers here, but um, uh, Quay Walker, what an incredible play by him. Um, the, uh, the the pick six. And this is, uh, this is a new season, same story for Justin Fields, unfortunately. He's a great runner, but he just can't get his weapons the ball. You get him DJ Moore. Uh, you, you, you spend a really high draft pick to get it to him. You can't, and he just can't utilize him. And uh, one thing that I think should take place here is I think Roshan Johnson is the best running back on the Bears, and I think he should overtake Khalil Herbert as uh, their uh, as their leading rusher. Uh, you you have to give credit to, to the Packers without Christian Watson, and it's undeniable what Jordan Love did on this game. Just it's amazing. It's like plug and play for the Packers. They just have, they're destined to have great quarterbacks. So. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. And he passes the name test. Yeah, for hey, sure. Hey, hey. Huh? Yeah, we're not even going to talk about you, Anna. Go ahead. I, th- I think I think you just froze up, NF. So um, we're going to move. Huh? I said it was the Packers against the Bears, man. Can we give it a couple weeks? The Packers own the Bears. They own that city. I know. Aaron Rodgers, every time he scored a touchdown. That's fair. That's yeah. definitely fair. Yeah, but you know what? Nay. They don't own Minnesota, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Nayef, of course, joining us live from Bahrain. Uh, the fact that we can even get him into this Google Meet uh, is, is a miracle. But we're going to move on now to uh, the Seahawks and, and the Rams. Uh, I'm not going to take too much time on this game. I already covered it in another podcast where, where, where I ranted on this game. It was absolutely pathetic. <laughs> Uh, the Seahawks losing to the Rams here, a game where it should have been an easy win for them. The Rams without Cooper Cup, um, that of course have traded Jalen Ramsey. They don't have Odell Beckham. They don't. Uh, they didn't even get Van Jefferson involved in this game. Um, disgusting. Uh, allowing uh, 16 catches and, and 240 yards to Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. 
uh, and 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 only putting up three yards in the entire second half until the last play of the game. Uh, what the hell is going on with Naev's boy Geno Smith? That's really all I want to hear. What's going on with Geno Smith? Is he, is he going to be okay this this season, Naev? Uh, you you got to talk me down here. Before we jump on Geno Smith, what's up with the Seahawks cornerbacks giving up 10 catches and 100 yards to that's what you guys had? Yeah. Holy moly, that's bad. Yeah, it ain't good. Oh my days, how is that even possible? Yeah. Not as bad as the Giants. That's right. And this is a perfect segue because if you want to hear more about this game, <laughs> listen to the podcast I put up yesterday. It's a, it's a Seahawks-Rams uh, recap. But we're going to move on now to the, the, the big blowout of the week. The Dallas Cowboys defeating the New York Giants 40 to nothing. Cowboys fans, the floor is yours. Go ahead, Knife. I think he's... Uh, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm crossing the border right now. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so, big story. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just going to say something. Go ahead. I expected the Cowboys to thrash the Giants. I didn't expect 40 to 0. expected, like, 40 to 7. But, I mean, it's business as usual. We knew this defense was going to be this good. I told you before the season, it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. That's what it's looking like. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I'll, I don't want to, like, I think um, repeat a lot of the points that, like, everybody else is saying. But So, two quick points about the defense. It starts all with Micah, right? And I'm not even going to get into, like, his stats, but the play that really like sums up the impact that he has on this defense, it's that play where he rushed from the inside and he took on two blockers and then Osa Odigizua came in, like he was outside and then he moved because Micah freed up like a lane for him and he got the sack. So what Micah's doing now is he's freeing up sacks and plays for other players when you have a guy who can do that, right, like you have like an Aaron Donald or something who does that, that's when you're at like that generational, like, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but like all-time great level. And that's like what Micah's trying to do. So he completely like has changed that defense. Offensively, I know we didn't have yards and touchdowns, but they were sixth in EPA, like all offenses, uh, which is kind of – impressive honestly given like the rain and the conditions and things like that i thought they were moving the ball well uh you know i thought they looked sharp at times but the problem is is that they didn't finish right there were drops there was like a missed throw or two uh and i think naif made a good point to me you know this was almost like a preseason game for the offense so uh you know there's maybe some rust and some cobwebs on the other side, man, I, I feel so bad for the – actually, no, I don't feel bad for the Giants at all because, bro, they were talking so much, and one hilarious stat is that they had 16 net passing yards in that game. Oof. 16 passing yards, bro, like net as a whole team. So 
they deserved everything that they had coming to them after all that smack they were talking. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that game, and I know Nayef did as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I, I, I really did. Listen, guys, I'm about to cut up. I just crossed into Saudi Arabia. But uh, Stefan Gilmore, man. Stefan Gilmore is a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, I he knew is. He was guess, guess, guess who kept him off the greatest QB? See, quarterbacks, listen, who put him on there? I put him on hey, there. I'll, hey, listen, listen. <laughs> Let's do that list again, because it's going to be completely different. Yeah, um, better be on that list. I think we're going to the Super Bowl, guys. I think we're... Listen, slow down, slow down. First of all, but let, me, let, let me give you my point of view. This was actually another inspirational game for me, guys. Okay. It's, it, it's going to inspire the, another segment that we're going to have on the show to, uh, hopefully next week. Yes. And it's called the Bum of the Week. And the Bum of the Week for Week 1 has to be Daniel Jones. Yeah. Holy crap. This guy is bad. He's yeah. so bad. Yeah. He's so bad, I wouldn't even give the Cowboys that much credit. Like, <laughs> I would slow down on saying the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to win. This guy is horrible. What is he doing in the NFL? Yeah. Get him out of there. <laughs> 15 for 28, uh, zero touchdowns, uh, two uh, interceptions. He also fumbled the ball twice but managed to recover both of those fumbles. Um, the receivers, man. I mean, Darren Waller, three catches, 36 yards. The next the next highest guy was 24 yards was Isaiah Hodgins. I'm very surprised they didn't get Darius Slayton more involved. Sterling Shepard just got one target, no catches. Daniel uh, Bellinger, nothing. Jalen Hyatt, nothing. Uh, man, I mean, Brian Dable went from like the hero from last year to nothing this year. Uh, and you guys mentioned it. Uh, Dallas completely dominant. Uh, didn't even need to throw a touchdown. Uh, had three rushing touchdowns, two from Tony Pollard, one from Kevontae Turpin, and Mika Parsons. I tell you what, that, that, that guy looks like a beast. I mean, he looks like the, the, the best defensive player in the league. They also have Stephon Gilmore, who is, who is uh, really great. Uh, O.Y. mentioned Osa, uh, you know, Dorrance uh, Armstrong, two QB hits. I mean, th this was a complete domination. I, I think that they could really uh, set up as one of the best teams in the NFC and and between them and the Niners, really make a, a Super Bowl run. Um, but it is Week One, so we still have to see. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, games left in the season, and um, so so we will see. But we'll move on to the last game, the game that just happened here. The other New York team, the New York Jets. Uh, this was what they call a Pyrrhic victory, where you win the game but you lose uh, more in your loss. Uh, and we saw Aaron Rodgers go down. Initially, they said it was an ankle injury, but now they're saying uh, uh, upon you know, further examination, it looks like he tore his Achilles and he might be out for the year. Um, this was a game that shot uh, you know, Josh Allen throw uh, three interceptions. Um, I think all of them, Jordan Whitehead uh, had all three interceptions. Um, and, and the Bills, uh, this, is, this is the same story for Josh Allen, throwing interceptions and losing the game for them. Guys, it's actually happening. Okay, my dream is coming true. Aaron Rodgers is going to join the Vikings next year. He's out for the year. They're going to be like, we don't want this guy. They're going to eliminate him. They're going to doubt him again. And then he's going to come. But Kirk Cousins is going to leave. He's trash. He's going to have a bad year. We're going to go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs. And finally, Aaron Rodgers will come to the Minnesota Vikings 
and we will complete the dream of winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, hey man, this is just this is sad. Like honestly, like I I, I actually feel for a Rod. Like that sucks, bro. Like because if it is an Achilles, like yeah, obviously he's out for the year. But guys, he's thirty nine years old, mm. right? And you gotta wonder like how that impacts, like how that's gonna impact like Roddy's dream here of. <laughs> play in minnesota right or like just playing at all like that 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 really sucks like as as a guy who whose team has been on the receiving end of aaron Rodgers, like you know i hate the guy as a football player but like i hate injuries so that sucks um having said that as far as the game like what a great game right like that that was i think that was the most entertaining game maybe of the year mm. i know that that miami Chargers game was the best, like in terms of going up and down the field. But this one had like so much um, emotional, I think, energy behind it, right? Like the quarterback goes down, and the defense gets these picks, and like you know they come back and they win on that on the walk off punt return. I thought that was a great game, at least at least the fuck game, right? Mm-hmm. And last point, uh, and I've said it again, like. Bro, Josh Allen is a really good quarterback, but man, sometimes he's just so erratic and he's so reckless with the ball sometimes. And he really needs to like learn to kind of tone that down a little bit and just be a little boring, right? Sometimes you just got to be a little boring and make like the safe throw. And that cost him tonight, man. Some of those throws just totally screwed them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this game uh, speaks to the legitimacy of the Mormon religion. Uh, Zach Wilson was probably sitting there all night no, praying. No, 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 no. That this is Islam, my friend. Robert Saleh. <laughs> he, he was praying that Aaron Rodgers got, gets hurt, and uh, Zach Wilson's uh, prayers were answered. Uh, listen, man, it sucks for Rodgers. But again, it's an Achilles. He doesn't have to be a mobile quarterback. You know, we had one of the the greatest quarterback of all time, according to you guys, is one of the slowest quarterbacks of all time. So, I don't think that's a problem if he wants to come back. I think all these dreams will come true. Uh, but it sucks for me because I wanted to see the Dallas Cowboys mollywop the New York Football Jets in Dallas next week with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But unfortunately, it's gonna have to be Zach Wilson. Uh, but yeah, maybe this is a chance for Zach Wilson to reclaim. Uh, that quarterback position and prove the doubters wrong. We'll see. Uh, good win for the Jets overall. Good win. Good win for the Jets. Uh, this was all about their defense and their special team. Shout out Xavier Gibson, who had that punt return touchdown to win the game for them. Uh, Zach Wilson, however, looked like regular Zach Wilson. He had 140 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Brees Hall had uh, like two carries for 103 yards to start the game. Ended up for, with 10 carries or 127 yards. Garrett Wilson caught a touchdown. But this team is going to look very, very different if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. This is kind of a rally around you know the fact that he got injured. Uh, but you know without Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to be trusting Zach Wilson, I don't know that they're going to do very well. Uh, on, on the Buffalo side here, I mean, thank God they have Stephon Diggs and he didn't force his way out because Diggs, 10 catches, 102 yards and a touchdown. Everybody else had pretty much nothing. Gabe Davis was supposed to have a breakout year, two catches, 32 yards. Dalton Kincaid, they drafted him in the first round, only 26 yards. 
And uh, I thought the Bills were, were, were pretty disappointing in this game after a lot of hype during the offseason. And the, the last thing I'll say is uh, watch some of the postgame stuff, what people said. I mean, Josh Allen really admitted to uh, the fact that he blew this game. And he knows what OI mentioned, that he has an issue with those uh, with those turnovers. He had three interceptions, and he had and he had two fumbles. He lost one of the fumbles, almost had five turnovers in this game. So he acknowledged that. And then also when Zach Wilson said – they asked him, you know, did you go out and, and, and check on Aaron Rodgers when he got injured? And he said that he didn't really talk to him. He just went and said, uh, love you, bro, and then just walked back off of the field. So I don't, know, I, I don't know that he's necessarily happy that this happened. Of course, if you listen to what he said, it seemed like he was, you know, he was preying on his downfall a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see where both of these teams go. It'll be interesting to see where the AFC East goes because this is becoming a really interesting division. Bro, if I'm if I'm the Jets and if if it is like an Achilles, I'm trading for or signing like a quarterback because what I saw right tonight with they have an elite elite defense and those running backs looked good, man. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook looked good and. If you kind of don't take advantage of that, I think you're, you know, you're missing out on an opportunity. So if I'm them, I would package like a first and a second, and I would trade for Trey Lance, and you know, I would. I would Cooper. Yeah. Huh? Cooper Rush. Yeah. Yeah, Cooper Rush. By, by, by the way, just on, on Josh Allen's interceptions and turnovers. Um, Apparently that was also Dak Prescott's fault. So uh, just, just throwing that out there. That's yeah, true. That's true. Definitely, definitely. Well, that was our week one reaction show, fellas. We're coming up against the clock here. I want to thank you guys so much for for, for jumping on. Again, you're following on YouTube or you're you're watching on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Listening on a podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Subscribe, follow, give us a good rating. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So. Find us on there. And Rodney has a couple new segments for us. So you guys have that to look forward to next week. OY, NF, and the Rada. Until next week, have a fantastic day, football fans.